Hey guys, before we get into the show this week, a quick little announcement. I want to do kind of a breaking news situation here. We officially have merchandise. That is right. So if you are a fan of the TB Toycast and you would like to get your very own, very first ever TB Toycast t-shirt, you can do that by checking out whatamaneuver.net and search by store for TB Toycast and the Masters of the Toycast shirt is there. Five colors, several options, including um, I believe you can get a hooded sweatshirt or a hoodie, as they oftentimes uh, call it, uh, a t-shirt, um, infant, you know, onesies, all kinds of stuff available at TB Toycast. Uh, every t-shirt purchase will definitely help us in the future as far as uh, new things that we're always probably going to need for the podcast and, and so much more. And we want to expand and make more shirts um, kind of in the same theme. Uh, kind of a mock-up of some of the our favorite toy designs. So that's kind of what we're thinking. So um, if you guys would do that, we would definitely appreciate it, picking up a T-shirt. And let us know. Tag us on social media so we can share it, that everyone's grabbing a TB Toycast shirt. Once again, whatamaneuver.net. Search by store for the TB Toycast. And now, let's start the show. <clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toycast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TB Toycast. My name is Brian, and as we go on that ever-present adventure down the toy aisle, I can only do it with my good friend, the one and only Travis. Travis, are you ready to talk some toys? I am ready to talk some toys. You know, we've, uh, there's, uh, back to school, like, changes going on and resets going on so there's been like some sprinkling of new toys come out because you know they can't just all come out at once so yeah uh you know pretty excited to to dig in and uh talk some toys what we've been finding and you know we've got a little bit of a san diego comic-con hangover right now we definitely do and we'll, we'll dive into a little bit that as well our main event this week is the simpsons finally World of Springfield from Playmates Series 1. And uh, Travis, I got a bit of a surprise for you because we're going to have a third man in the booth for this one. But I'm not going to tell you who it is. It's going to be a big surprise for you. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> um, normally, when there's a mystery partner, one of us, like, we should know. And, you know, I'm going to quote Bobby the Brain Heenan and say, that's not fair to Flair. Well, I thought and you were going to be like, whose side is he on? <laughs> <laughs> He's here to beat up everybody. So I, uh, uh, that's my favorite I, thing, especially like Dusty trying to save it. Like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I'm, you know, I, I'm excited. I, you, you always, the last half of every episode is just a big surprise to me. Listeners, like, I, you know. That's the best part, is it not? For you, because you know everything. Like, well, but for me, I don't know what you don't ever usually pick. What I think you're going to pick, and so this is true. I, so, like, it, we both kind of, in a way, are are putting like the what's going to happen next in place. But it never is usually what I think it's going to be. 
Like I know um, a while back I put in Spider-Man Series 1 and you did not pick that. And I was like, I for sure thought that's what you were going to pick. And I was like, whoa, mind blown. That being said, I'm pretty sure this week, um, and I'm not 100% sure on every line, but I think all the lines I'm putting in have never been picked before. I I think we have a very long-running and ongoing rock, scissors, paper, where you think I'm going to throw scissors, so you throw rock, but I think you're going to throw rock, so I throw scissors, but you're like, you know, what if he throws paper? I'm going to... I think we have... And we all know you're horrible at rock, scissors, paper, so... um, I'm not the best. (laughs) That or Bane is just ridiculously good. One of the two. Speaking of Bane, I challenge you to some rock, scissors, paper. I'm ready. Fantastic. The match of the ages. But, um, of course, the Simpsons will be will be happening in our main event. Um, we are going to be talking about what's got us excited and and, uh, and what we're finding on the pegs. But before we do that, Travis, it is an even-numbered episode. It's episode 18. So that means it is your week for an icebreaker. Do you have something to break the ice? I do. Uh, do you have a toy line that you collected uh, that got cut short and you were hoping for, you know, maybe a couple extra figures or, you know, after they made the the main ones, they may have missed uh, a main character or something that you, a toy line that you think should have went at least one more, more line to get a couple more characters in. Oh man, definitely so. I'm trying to think of like one off the top of my head that would that would fall into that category, but um I think one that we for sure we've already touched on was Toxic Crusaders. Only having one line is astounding, honestly. Um But that's not one I collected, so I don't really know if that would count necessarily, but um I feel like there was a bunch of toy lines back in the day that it's almost like I kind of knew they wouldn't continue. And it was, it kind of made me like nervous to dive in. If that makes sense. Yeah. You, you see them on the shelf. You're like, Oh man, you're already DOA. Like, yeah. And, and it's that thing of like, I want to collect these. I want to buy these, but I don't want to buy these. If these don't stick around, there's actually one line for sure that that comes in to my mind, but I don't want to bring it up cause I'm actually going to use it in the end. So I'll, I'll talk about uh, it. Uh, more secrets. More <laughs> secrets. More and we're secrets. we're friends, guys. We're friends. And do you hear all the secrets that, that, that he has that he keeps from me? Like You got to do what you got to do, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, I know, um, and this is kind of a totally different thing, but Funko, with their Funko Pops, I don't know how all the licensing agreements work. But it's like, I know um, they did a, a wave, one of the first waves that I was like, okay, I really want those, is they did Batman the Animated Series. That was super cool. Then they did yeah. a second wave. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool, too. Well, where's is there going to be a third wave? Is there going to be a fourth wave? Like, you know, like, there's so, Batman has one of the greatest, in my opinion, rogues galleries of all time. How come we're not seeing those? How come, like, you have the rights to, uh, several years ago they did 
a Monterey Jack from Chippendale Rescue Rangers and a like a mystery box? Well, yes. Where, where are the rest of the Rescue Rangers? Where are the villains? Like, how could we not make? And I really need a deluxe. I need a ten-inch fat cat, dude. Right? Oh. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> all and then all the all the fat cats henchmen, his goofy henchmen that he had. I would love those. Um, you know, um, there's there's so many that they could do. I think it would be great. But yeah, to answer your question, I'm trying to think of a specific line. It's hard to say. Um, but I mean, I've like, got one that I I remember, and it was it was a one and done. But it was a, it was an expansion of Star Wars. They did uh, a line uh, called Shadows of the Empire based on the book, mm-hmm. and then they made the N sixty four game, and they had like one line of Shadows of the Empire, and they covered everybody. They got you know Dash Rendar and a Luke and a Leia and a you know a bunch of these the people that you needed to get Prince Shizor, but like I they're there was a couple guards that I remember reading from the book that I thought should have been in there. That would have been nice. Like, you know, a couple C and D list characters, uh, you know, that may have, you know, that were in the book that would have been nice to get out of like, a another six figures out of a, out of the line. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is, I think part of that is there's always, there's always that feeling, especially in back in the day when you go to the toy aisle and you see something new, right? You see that new wave to me. It was, I always go back to Hasbro's, but like seeing a guy that I didn't know was coming out and I see him on the pegs, it's like, Whoa, it's new, new figures, you know? And all of a sudden you're just absolutely just baffled and like, Oh, I can't wait for more of these. And, and that was like the cool thing. At those at that time, and I I remember several lines, always hoping to find a new another figure, another wave, and just just never happened. You know, it just it's just kind of disappointing. Um, it's hard to, it's harder for me to narrow it down. Like, there's one I really want to say, but I want to wait for the end because I'm like, ah, I wanna, all right, I want that to be a shocker. Right. But but yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I, I know a lot of shows. I feel like based off of like cartoons and stuff, never really. It's either they were like a, a raging success or they didn't last very long. Didn't like Darkwing Duck? Didn't that only have like one line of figures? Like, wouldn't it have been like? I feel like it had only like maybe six figures. Like a Darkwing well, Duck. Uh, last week, one of the one of the choices I gave you was the Tick, and I remember seeing those figures, but never really paying attention to them. There was quite a few figures in that set. I'm like, oh wow, I had no idea they made that many characters. Like that's that's really cool, and so it's one of those things like where. I might not have collected it if I only saw the tick on the pegs, right? I want to make sure right. I can get a full line out of it. I don't want just like one or two figures. So I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts, I guess. So, uh, you know, going off of this, what's got you excited, man? Like what, uh, what's got you excited, uh, toy news and, uh, well, it's been a, it's, it's been a big week with SDCC coming, and um, we've seen a lot of stuff more recently. Um, I think the the biggest thing that – I think Mattel was very smart in how they announced this. We saw the eighth wave of Masters of the WWE Universe will be hitting, uh, which features Stone Cold Steve Austin, a trap jaw Stone Cold Steve Austin, a She-Ra China, and then a uh, – who was the third one? Um, 
Uh, uh, just a repaint Rey Mysterio. That's right. Repaint Stratos Rey Mysterio. Um, but then they announced that a new line will be hitting, and it's in the same scale, and it's called WWE Superstars. These will be the same style figures, but no Masters of the Universe gear, but they will include soft goods, and um, we, we're going to see a, a, a Funhouse Bray Wyatt, which is a very weird choice, in my opinion. Uh, Hollywood Hogan, Ric Flair, and um, the the Honky Tonk Man. Uh, the packaging looks kind of reminiscent of LJN. I, I got really excited for these, man. I love I love the WWE Motu line, but I, we all we all kind of knew that that was going to have to come to an end at some point. But seeing these, that definitely got me excited. I am all for this line as well. Um, I know there are a lot of customizers. I'd customize a lot of them, but one of the cool things about that Motu line that you know that hit both people is, for the most part you could pop off all of the Masters of the Universe gear and have, you know, the wrestler there, like an updated Remco. Now, mm-hmm. there were a couple here and there that it didn't work out. Um, but, and that's what a lot of collectors did. And I think this is great. I, you know, I hope that they stick to the late 70s, 80s wrestlers. Um to, to make this kind of like a Rimco uh, one-off. Uh, one, the first figure, honestly, after seeing this first wave, and I, I kid you not, it's and it's only because I made a custom of it, but how cool would a Harley figure be? Like a King Harley or an NWA Harley in this Rimco style, like an NWA Harley with the robe, because they're already doing the Ric Flair robe, or, like, they've already got the stuff for the king. Like, how cool would it be to have, like, a Harley race in in this type of figure? Super cool. Like, it would be great. Like, I would love to see the, uh, the NWA version. I would love to see the king version. Um, I, I get them putting random guys in there that... I think to kind of give it a fresh feel, but I think there's certain lines that need to focus on the legends. And this is one of them, especially yes. the way the carding looks. So Harley would be a great one. Uh, there, there's a lot of guys I'd like to see in this line. So I think that that's really cool. Um, I think it's, it's totally cool with the soft goods. Now a question I'm going to propose to you. We are eliminating all the masters of the universe accessories and the mini comic, but we're adding soft goods. Do you think this increases the price or keeps it the same? Uh, I think it keeps the price the same. They need, you know, if, if you think about it, they've got three price points out right now. $10 right. basics, $15 uh, Motu slash Superstars, $20 Elite. So um, as a consumer, I feel like it gives you a good variety uh, and it gives you a middle ground to where you're not having to go with Elites all the time too. To get it, so I feel like it's a good, uh, a good change or a a, a good trade off. No, I I agree. Um, definitely a line I, I plan to collect. It looks really cool. Um, also, too, I want to bring this up. Um, this will be a little bit dated when people hear this, but you know, we talked about Mattel Creations and that uh, new generation ring and entrance piece and Diesel and stuff. I just checked it earlier today. Only about nine hundred backers out of the 
proposed 5,000. Do you think this thing makes its goal or not? I do not. It doesn't um, seem to be on the right track, does it? No. Um, I feel like from past experience, well, I say past experiences, I've only crowd, I crowdfunded years ago, I guess it's seven, eight years ago, the Masters of the Universe Classics Castle Grayskull, whenever that came out from Maddie Collector. Um, but from watching the HasLab stuff from the Sentinel uh, to uh, Jabba's Barge, like they all were pretty much funded fairly quickly. And, and, and now uh, Galactus is up right now, and it's doing pretty yeah, well. Right. It's not fully – Galactus isn't fully funded, but – um, it's well over half. Mm-hmm. We're not even halfway to five thousand. We're like, it's like eighteen percent or something. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of hubbub. Like you know, you know, it's not the real WWF logo. You know, the stuff we had talked about last week. I think another thing that Mattel that we didn't really quite hit on is they should have waited a month. Why are they doing a crowdfunding, a crowdsource funding when everyone's trying to get San Diego exclusives? Like, let us at least get another check or two to where we can't, you know, we can spend some money or, you know. Sure. Well, and also maybe they announce it at SDCC and then say this will kick off in the fall, you know, like give people a few months to kind of get prepared for it. Um, yeah, because they take the money up front. I know you and I have talked about it a lot, but they have to fund this to make it. So, like, the funds come out, like, the end of the Kickstarter. So if it's full, they, they take it. So you don't pay when it ships. You pay when it funds. Right. And then they send you uh, send you your stuff. So, um I did see I on Twitter um, the Major Wrestling Figure podcast put a thing out there of, like, why or why not you would – you would buy this. And the consensus I saw from a lot of the comments were don't really need that ring. If it was just the entrance piece, maybe, but it's weird without the WWF logo, even though we know we could, they can't do that. And a, a lot of people are like, I'm happy with the diesel I have and I don't need that doink. So that's why pretty much in, and that kind of made me wonder, like, I mean, obviously the, the Sentinel and the Galactus, they were actually more expensive than this, but right. But those are also, very intricate pieces. Do you think this um, would have done better if it was just the entrance piece and it was say half price? So it's one twenty five. Do you think that would have funded faster? Uh, possibly, you know, a couple things else that, that I saw is, you know, they went with the wrong generation. There are kids that don't even know what the new generation is. Yeah. So you're all true. like, you know, there's, there's that, um, you know, it's, man, it's just hard to say. And I, I feel bad, but like, really, I just hope, man, this makes me sound horrible. I hope it doesn't go. And then we see that ultimate doink as like an Amazon exclusive in a year or so. Cause that's the only thing I really want from it is that yeah. Matt Bourne heel doink. So gosh, I, like I said, I'm I'm horrible, but like 
is that doink worth $250? No. Uh, but, you know, we always hear the, we're going to work it in when we work it in. There's obviously interest in that doink. So. Well, I mean, think about the interest in another Harley figure. We still haven't seen that yet. Listen, Steve Osier, <laughs> make it. Make it happen. Um, right. Uh, one more one more quick thing I'll, I'll touch on on what's got me excited, but um, packaging has been revealed for Masters of the Universe Revelation Wave 2. Um, we've seen now Man-at-Arms, Tila, Spikor, and uh, Beastman. Um, I will t- I'll touch on it, but I've completed Wave 1 now. I love this line. I know a lot of people are not super fond of the cartoon. I didn't hate it, but I was also not a huge Motu fan. Um, I feel like the reaction to this has been very similar to the reaction to the first Transformers film, where most of the average fan base were like, oh, it's fun. But the diehards were like, this is crap. You completely changed everything. And I feel like that's always going to be the case to some degree. I agree. Uh, I like these figures. And uh, real quick, I want to shout out to my boy, Jason Wolf. You're, Absolutely. You're, you're, you're the man. Because uh, uh, on his... Uh, scathing review of this uh breaker did you hear what he had to say about these figures i did about oh um are the heads a little small and what question did i ask you last week before we recorded when you were looking at the figures you asked if the heads were too small i still don't (laughs) think that they look too small to me um granted i mean it's it's interesting that you can buy a toy head from warsman who we had on the show recently and it can fit a Hasbro or an Elite and not look weird. So I guess figure heads has always kind of been a, a thing. And, you know, with Jason, you know, he brought up some great points about the cartoon. And, yes. You know, I think he be, he's told me before when I had him on, you know, it's fake, right, that his first big passion was Masters of the Universe. He's a diehard fan. So I totally get his uh, not excited thought of the, the cartoon. But, you know, one of the things he brought up was – Kevin Smith lied. People ask him, what's the show going to be like? Oh, it's classic He-Man Skeletor story, which it really wasn't. Now, granted, it's not over yet. Um, We're kind of just over Yeah, we can see what happens. I don't want to, you know. I I tried that. I I saw some good things, but there there are some things I had issues with. But uh, I call it, I got hit with the, uh, ooh, something sparkly or, or squirrel syndrome because every time I would get frustrated about something, I would see something in the background like, holy crap, there's Bashasaurus. My favorite vehicle as a kid finally made it in the cartoon. And I was just like, or spoilers, like, well, shoot, this will be like another month because we record. So, like, the Eternia playset was in Preternia. Yeah, it wasn't the right Preternia or, you know, this, that, the other. I was like, holy crap, there's Eternia. Like, they finally worked that. So, I, I suffered from squirrel 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 or ooh, look something sparkly to where every time i got slightly frustrated i was like oh that's cool so then i would be okay with it and then move on to the next thing next shiny object and that's just that's just the way it is like there's always going to be issues but he makes a lot of good points and so yes he um, does but i i do like the toy line and that's where i'm trying to just kind of focus on like the toy line's fun and i dig it so i'm excited i do like 
like them as well. Um, I finally saw Battle Cat. Holy crap, he's huge. Yes. Um, and, you know, I hope to see these out a little more because other than, you know, uh, other than the, the displays from a couple weeks back and they have been gone, like they're not on the shelves right now. So hopefully with all of these, uh, you know, not remodels, like these restocks that we see another go round of these uh, Series 1 figures. Definitely. Uh, but what about you, Travis? Anything got you excited right now? Uh, you know, the, I'm excited about the Motu, and uh, nothing else really right now. Like, there, there's just a lot, you know, we're, like, so we're on the San Diego uh, Comic-Con hangover. I know that they're going to be, you know, announcing a couple more things uh, in the future. But uh, other than the Motu Series 2 and, you know, the possible leaks of Series 3 and 4 with, like, Savage He-Man and Savage Skeletor. Stinkor. And Stinkor. Yeah, like, the possibilities of those. Um, that's really uh, that's really it. That's, that's all I'm really excited for at the moment. Um, yeah, oh. I, I, I agree. Um, one quick thing though, before we move on, did you feel like the last two years SDCC was just not like it used to be? Yes. I mean, um, I, I felt like in the past, like, my God, it was an overload of information and now it's just well, kind of like, Oh, they showed some stuff, but not really a ton. I think, as a comic collector and someone who's followed San Diego for years, um, I think what what San Diego turned into was we're just going to have – we're going to be that click-worthy, buzz-worthy thing. We're just – we're going all out for San Diego because yeah. they're – you know, at the time, you know, Mattel was going up against Twilight going up against the next Marvel movie release, going up against the next DC movie release. And then Marvel's like, well, we're so big at San Diego. We're going to start doing it, you know, at D 23 at Disney. And then Hollywood's like, well, we're going to do this because look how popular, like, so I think that's possibly the reason, you know, because um, I don't know if you remember, but the year, gosh, it's been, 10 years now because of the, the pipe bomb when punk left and punk showed up at San Diego comic-con to, uh, interrupt the Mattel panel. That was on, that was like on preview night on a Thursday. So Mattel wasn't even on like the main stage or the main thing on Saturday because of, you know, all of the other big things that were going on in the Marvel cinematic universe. And right. You know, the, so, um, I think everybody was just trying to find their way, trying to find their niche, trying to find their buzzworthy click article to get people to do it. And then now that, you know, a lot of things have gone their separate ways, obviously COVID didn't help. Um, I think that, you know, there's less competition to get it. So, Hey, let's put some stuff out to make some news, but let's also spread it out throughout the years instead of throughout the year instead of, uh, you know, just going 
all out and balls to the wall at San Diego. Yeah, and I and I also feel like it's easy for things to kind of get lost in the shuffle when it's when it's an overload of information. Yes. So I think you know, like today, if they announce today a new wave of something, more people would see it because nothing else is announced today, and so. Uh, I think right. it's I think it's definitely not a bad idea, but um, to kind of transition to what we're seeing on the pegs, uh, what have you been uh, what have you been seeing out there lately? Man, I feel like I send you a new picture of like three things every day because we're going through a restock at my Walmart and minus two. It right just feels now. empty. Right, it's empty, and they're putting stuff out just like bits at a time. Yeah. So, um. I am looking for a Revelations uh, Evil Inn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, you told me that, you know, rumor has it they're starting to show up at Target. So I've been hitting my Target Walmart and, you know, went into Target yesterday and, you know, no Evil Inn, but there were two Revelation He Mans. Nice. Um, Series six AEW is hitting. So yeah, I and that. I still have not seen Series five. And someone today I saw posted they found the Cody Rhodes LJN from Unmatched at a Target. I hadn't seen that, but yeah, I was like, oh wow, there's six, and I went, wait, where's Luchasaurus? Right, because like, I'm looking for Luchasaurus for my nephew. I'm yeah, I'm doing the same for Gavin, and I'm going like, wait a minute, and then so like that's that moment in the toy aisle, like. So what's going on? Because Ringside just started shipping six. So is this one of those? I don't know. But it, you know, six is out. Five hasn't even hit the shelves yet. So that's kind of goofy. Um, I saw. Uh, I must have got there right after NECA because I, I did find three foot soldiers, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Um, the NECA cartoon foot soldiers you know i don't collect the you know the cartoon turtles but a lot of the times it's just the thrill of the hunt and being able to say you know what exactly found it um and then did i already say the land shark no you didn't that yeah i i I know i saw a picture of that there's also one more thing too that i guess you didn't technically find this but i wanted to bring it up you saw you sent me a picture of the tag for the revelations faker I did. There, he's got it. Twenty nine ninety nine. Um, this is the, I guess, the equivalent of Skelegod that we saw uh, a few weeks back. So, right. uh, I guess Faker is going to be coming out soon, which is exciting. Do you feel like that figure needs to be twenty nine ninety nine? This this uh, this will go back to something I've argued for years. And the first time I remember blatantly seeing it was when Mattel did the Defining Moments Shinsuke Nakamura. Because as we know, a Defining Moments figure was essentially an elite figure. It was in a little bit of a bigger box, and it cost about $5 more. And and that was Nakamura's first WWE figure, obviously. And to offset the cost, they gave him two ring jackets. And I'm like, that goes against a Defining Moment because he didn't wear two ring jackets that night you are literally doing this as a cash grab because you know this being his first figure, everyone's going to go buy it. When in reality, this there's no reason why this couldn't have been in a regular elite line. 
So I am going to say, uh, man. So and I I, because I looked at it today. I'll do a comparison. Like I'm I'm looking at a picture right now. Yeah. The Revelation He Man comes with power sword, shield, uh, and two hands, uh, interchangeable hands. Yeah. So, but Faker comes with the same two interchangeable hands, two different heads, the power sword the shield and a Skeletor armor. So the only thing that changes is you get two additional heads and a Skeletor. It's not an armor, but you know, the, his chest thing. Now when you say say two additional heads, does that mean you mean three altogether or just two? Yeah. Three heads. He's got the He-Man face, the half and half He-Man face. And then, okay. And then the full half robot and then the full robot. So you do get three heads and an additional chest piece. Uh, so I guess but is, paying... is, is two extra heads and an additional chest piece worth an extra $10? I mean, that's three bucks a piece. War's heads are 20. I'm really, big. <laughs> I'm really stretching here, man. <laughs> well, you know what I, I mean? Does what I'm saying make sense to you, though? I mean, I, I get it's in a bigger box, and it's like, okay. Uh, I would say no. I mean, do you really need the extra heads? No. Um, and truth be told, it, but it's the toys. And you know what? It's going to be a bigger box. And hopefully we see a bunch of them like we saw Skelegod and Faces of Evil. Yep. So it won't be hard to find. Yeah. So, And I agree. And here's the thing. I'm going to buy it. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, I'm taking a stand and I'm not buying this. No, I'm going to get it because... I want this whole line, but I still stand by the fact I'm like, this doesn't need to be a $30 figure. There's no reason why this could not be a $20 figure. But I look you know, at the Origins line. They made that deluxe clamp champ. He had an extra head, and he had the accessory. And I'm like, $5 more for that, though? Like, right. That seemed like a huge jump in price for just an extra head. So, But I get it. That's It's the toys. I mean, it's no different when they first... When Matt and Jeff Hardy first returned to WWE, they put them in a uh, Epic Moments box set, fifty dollars. Yes. Yep. And I remember talking to Jeff about it. It's like the accessories are two Raw tag titles, or I think they were the Raw tag titles, whatever the tag belts were that they won that night, and then two. Ladders. And a shirt or something, like a cloth shirt, wasn't it? Yeah, but I'm like, but they have done that amount of accessories in an elite box. That's what bothers me because it's like you're charging more because you know people will pay it because they want it. I mean, Jeff Hardy's been in almost every elite line the last several years. So with multiple heads, you know, um, so that, that's a thing that gets me, I guess. Cause I mean, obviously Mattel makes WWE elites too. I've seen elite Jeff Hardy's with three heads. So yeah, it's it's uh, one of those things where I'm like, okay, you're doing a cash grab here, But, but I get it. It's faker. It's, it's kind of an iconic, character in that regard so i get it and i'm not upset by it it just it didn't seem necessary to me it's a burr in your saddle it indeed it is um but as far as um you you i kind of cut you off you also said you uh, found you saw the land shark in stores finally. i saw the origins land shark which um i love the origins line 
but me too. I had no idea this thing was coming out. I don't know how I missed it, but oh yeah, I knew that another, was coming out. I I just completely off my radar. I'm just walking down the toy aisle and I look down. And I'm like, what's that big? Book? Holy crap! It's the Land Shark, yeah. and it's another huge box. Um, what was the retail really cool. on that? Thirty bucks, twenty nine ninety nine. No figure included, correct? No figure, but you know, I'm trying not to be Mister Downer here, but you can get uh, Sky Strikers or Wind Raiders for nine to fifteen bucks now. So yeah, I don't know with Prince how Adam, fast right? I. Yeah, with Prince Adam. So yeah, um, I mean, if you if if you've got to have it, go get it, but. I don't know. There's a lot of wind. Is it is it the Sky Striker or the Wind Raider? Everybody sky can sled. Be me now. The Sky Sled. Yeah. So, that was actually the first Motu thing I bought. That was the first thing that popped up at my Walmarts back in the day. Yeah. Which has been about and a year then, now, oddly enough. It has been about a year. Right at the August was when all that stuff came out. And, and I remember and, that because the house I, I bought around that time, this is the first toy I bought in the house I'm in now, so... And I've been in it about a year now, so it's like, oh, interesting. Um, last thing, I saw the new uh, Iron Man Marvel Legends uh, line with, I think it's Ursa Major, some big bear-looking oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. figure. Um, and then at Target uh, today, I saw... Um, there's prototype Boba Fett figures where it's like each body part has a different color, like blue arm, blue head, blue. That Those were kind of cool. And there are individual price tags. There's a Scott Hall tag for the next Legends. There is oh, a nice. Bam Bam Bigelow. So That Bam Bam Bigelow is sick. I love it. It has the ECW title. Yes. So kind of cool that now these Legends are getting their own or that the WWE Legends line is getting their own individual SKUs. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know anybody that uses Pop Finder or, you know, any of those anymore. But, you know, it was cool seeing, you know, next to Boba Fett, there was, you know, Scott Hall. And then next to him was Bam Bam Bigelow. So, yeah, definitely, lot, lot definitely some stuff, cool stuff. A lot of new resets, so uh, you know, stuff is trickling out here and there. Uh, you know, what's over in your neck of the woods? Well, I, you, um, you know, I, I think I mentioned last week. I found most of the Motu Revelation line, and uh, this past week, so this was kind of an interesting thing. I was at a Walmart, went to go see if they had Mossman because I couldn't, I didn't find Mossman. My first initial trip, they didn't have him. I then get a phone call from you, actually, and uh, you're like, hey, I just found a Moss Man. Do you want him? And I'm like, well, yes, but I was going to pay for it with this gift card because I'm kind of low on cash because I had this gift card, which I've talked about. And you're like, well, let me see if I can use the gift card. And they basically they would not let us use it without it being present, which I thought was strange, but okay. And so I thought, and you're like, well, you want me to just buy it anyway? And I'm like, no, that's fine. I, let me see if I can find it. And um, I then go to another Walmart. They had all three figures, no Moss Man. I'm like, well, that stinks. I go to another Walmart, all three figures, no Moss Man. Now I'm getting nervous. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Finally, I went to a, a third, a fourth Walmart overall, 
and uh, I found one Mossman, so I picked it up. So I have the full line now, which I'm happy to to say that I do. But, um, and, you know, it's one of those things, like you know, man, like we've all been there. Because if I would have said, yeah, go and pick it up, I would have found that Mossman four times over. But oh, I, yeah. But because I told you, no, that's fine. Too. I think I'll find it. I kind of thought, oh, I may have just screwed myself, you know. Yep. And, hey, but, uh, you know, that's what we do. We look out for each other. I knew you had the gift card. And, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, we'll just type in the gift card. It's not going to be a problem. Right? I would have thought that would have been fine. I mean, you have the numbers there. It, I mean, I it's know. not like we were trying to break the world. We wanted to buy Boss Man, damn it. Right, I, it's exactly. Sam Walton's fault. Sam, Mr. Walmart, we don't like you right now. <laughs> you son of a gun. Um, so I ended up picking uh, picking Moss Man up. As far as other things, um, a couple of things I, I should mention. I uh, a couple of weeks ago I picked up the original Hasbro Legion of Doom off of a, a seller on Instagram. I got those in a few weeks ago. Um, not perfect quality, but pretty solid. And then just a couple of days ago, uh, I ordered from a good friend of the show, Dobro. I ordered four Hasbros from him. Um, he knew I was wanting some. And he goes, which ones are you looking for? So I sent him my list, and he, he sent me back pictures. Of, he goes, well, these, I have these. If you if you want them, I'll sell them to you. And it was uh, Bret Hart, Giant Gonzalez, Repo Man, and Tatanka. So I was able to check all four of those off of the list and add that to the Hasbro collection. But Dobro being Dobro, as we all know, he says, all right, here's your tracking number. And I'm like, cool. I get this huge box in. I'm like, what the heck is this? I open it up. He put in. Two T-shirts, an NXT like official program from a live event, the four Hasbro's of course, um, a Samoa Joe signed NXT card trading card, a Whoa. a Natalia basic figure, and a Tomatonga FTC figure. So you got one of these amazing Dobro mystery crates. Pretty much, man. I was just like, whoa. And he uh, he said he sent the figures for uh, for my nephew. But I'm actually going to give one to my nephew, one to my niece, because it's a Natalia figure. I think she'll like that. And, you know, my nephew, he has no issue with scale whatsoever. So I'm like, yeah, Tonga is a fun one to add. And it's actually the uh, non-face-painted version, which is kind of fun. And I'm nice. like, that's, that's kind of cool. But I mean, that's just that, that's kind of guy Dobro is, sends you all kinds of goodies. And it's just like, man, like how cool is that? Dobro is part of the, uh, the ultimate fools. We're both April fools babies. So that's right. Yeah. April fools. Babies. So, uh, very, the, very cool. The, stuff. the mega fools or the ultimate fools. I forget what we called each other this year. The mega fool I, for the mega powers, a mega, I, I love don't it. remember, but, uh, shout out to Dobro. Definitely. Uh, He's he's one of the good a, ones for sure. He's um, a good guy. But I don't really have anything else as far as uh, what I've been seeing. I, I, I'm kind of like you, man, a lot of restock. However, I will add, add one more thing in there, and I didn't pick these up yet, but I may go back. I went to a Think Geek today, which is kind of an offshoot of GameStop, and I actually saw the three new Tiger Electronics games. I, You know what? I, I actually, because uh, I, I, I am a what is it, the Game Informer, whatever. The, mm-hmm. I, I I get the digital magazine the, throughout the years, and then you get a $5 coupon off of one item every month, and then I've accrued enough points over the past 18 months, I got another $5 off. So I, I did buy, I can say this, I did buy the Spider-Man uh, 
Tiger Electronic with my two coupons for $5. I'm stoked. Very, very nice. Um, and you know what? It's probably not even worth $5 because it's, it's it, probably horrible. So we've talked about this before. Me and you last year when these these first original four hit, and they're not original. These are remakes of games from the 90s. We both went and got all four of them. And I think we were both Absolutely. pretty much like, wow, these are awful. Then these yes. three new ones hit, and I think we're going to want to get all of them. And it's just it's that weird thing of, like, I have to have it. I don't know why. I know it's awful, but it's just horrible. But Yeah, it's, it's well, nostalgia. these three – I think these three are better than the first four because these are right in my wheelhouse. Spider-Man, Power Rangers, and then Jurassic Park. And oh, yeah. And Gavin loves Jurassic Park. Like, these are – you know, I, I don't know. I, I think these, these are three just, games I would have bought back in the day. You know what I mean? Yes. And a year ago when we got the first four, I looked into getting a Spider-Man, but I couldn't find this Spider-Man when I could only find the animated series Spider-Man. Right. So I'm glad that I waited and I'm glad that, you know, that I had, you know, it does do good to, to have some coupons every now and then, but Definitely. Uh, I will, uh, I'll hopefully have it within the week and uh, give you guys a review. And if I've thrown it through a window yet, <laughs> well, one more quick thing I'll touch on. Um, I think you were, you were going to touch on this, but we, we kind of slid past it. Zombie sailor this week released the orange card, Jeff Jarrett for pre-order in his uh, heels and yes. faces line. And of course, as we know, this was originally planned in the original Hasbro line, this exact figure more or less. And it never happened. Zombies releasing it. Uh, it's up for pre-order now at zombiesailor.com. And along with that, we've seen a lot of new signings, including most recently Mr. Hughes. Um, what do you think of this line overall, man? We've seen a lot of people sign. We still haven't seen anything in hand yet. Series 1, I guess, is in manufacturing at this point. Jeff Jarrett's still up for pre-order. It'll probably be done by the time this drops. But And then also, too, he announced officially Wave 2 will be Danhausen, Raven, Bruiser Brody, Kevin Sullivan and King Kong Bundy. This line is growing on me. Yeah. Um, he also, and you're right. It, it's because, you know, we've talked before we record late. Yeah. So some of the notes that we talk about, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to cover this. It's like, Oh crap. I forgot. It happens. Um, so this line is really, really growing on me. Uh, he's got a lot of, a lot of talent signed and a lot of this is making sense. He also announced Bill Alfonso. Yep. And series one has Sabu. He also signed, and I don't think we covered it last week or if we did, I don't remember the news, but he's also signed RVD. Yes. Now he has signed Bill Alfonso and anybody that's an ECW fan knows that those three, I mean, it was where Rob was, Bill was. And where Bill was, Sabu, like, they were peanut butter and jelly. And Bill Alfonso is the and because RVD and Sabu are amazing. Um, you know, I hope that, you know, Sabu's already in his signature pose. I hope we get the double thumbs from Rob and then that we get another, you know, regular pose from, oh, you know what? I just thought of this. How cool would it be if Bill 
okay, I just had two great ideas. Maybe they're not great, but let me let me. So, what if the ECW one is one arm is the RVD arm because he did that, and then his other arm he's pointing in the air it, it with Sabu like he did coming down to like double poses, and then you've got that's your ECW Bill Alfonso. Now, what do you think of that? Fan, that would be fantastic, actually, because I was thinking. His only other thing was like the man who calls it right down the middle, and he would kind of do like one hand flat, the other hand kind of like like he was going right yeah. down the middle. Uh, but I think the one like how, like the posing, if you did the one Sabu hand and then the one Rob Van Dam thumb, and then those figures are like that right behind them, like that's that's fake photography heaven right there. And then you know this is this literally just popped in my head too. I, there's going to be a second Earl Hebner. There was the striped Earl Hebner and the blue shirt Earl Hebner. What if we get like a WrestleMania two, WrestleMania three, Bill Alfonso referee figure? I think that would be another really fun one. Because that kind of fits in that King Kong Bundy, like it really it's an LJN, but yeah. like it would be it'd be ways to. You know, I, I know we don't like a lot of repaints, but it, it would be something a little different. Maybe you can redo Earl's body and throw Bill Alfonso's head because he had the blue shirt, and then you've got a couple different referees. Who knows? But well, and also too, I wonder if these are head swappable figures. We don't know. We haven't got them yet. And if they are, true. could you just pop the Bill Alfonso head on there? Because I assume his figure will have the hat on. Because I've always. You know, I feel like when I think of Bill Alfonso, I think of the black polo whistle and a hat. Yes. So uh, I don't know if that's what he'll wear or not, but that's kind of what I what I think. But yeah, I mean, I like to me, like we're getting Todd Pittengill in the in like the suit. I want Todd Pittengill in his like, you know, wearing his flashy clothes like that he wore on like Livewire and stuff because he wasn't always in the uh, dress clothes on like the Saturday yeah. morning it- shows. It, it's so funny, like you bring up Todd Pettengill. I remember we talked about that, and I was like, "Yeah, it's Todd Pettengill." But I'm like, "Holy crap, Bill Alfonso!" And there's someone out there going, "Bill Alfonso." Like, if you're not on the East Coast ECW, like watched ECW in the thick of it, you're like, "He's the annoying guy that blew the whistle right. all the time." But damn it, he's Bill Alfonso. <laughs> exactly. The manager's manager. What was he? I, I don't know. The remember, manager of champions, was... the man who calls it right down the middle. Baby. Yeah. Daddy. I mean, he was just <laughs> so annoying, but like in such a great way. But I mean, it's the Hopefully same time he's got, he's standing team. behind Rob Van Dam. You're not going to go say anything to him. Rob Van Dam will kick your head off, you know? Exactly. So Zombie's got some great stuff happening. We'll be covering that more and more as we get into it. I'm looking forward to getting Series 1 in and then uh, getting this Jeff Jarrett ordered as well. And then seeing more uh, prototype stuff show up. I know we've seen some great out sculpts of like Danhausen and stuff like that. But I, I'm, I'm ready to see more. I think it's I think it's great. And, you know, I think it's going to be really fun here in about two years if he's still going. Because, I mean, why not? I agree, and I, uh, you know, I'm just going to throw this out right off the cuff. I say we do a special edition episode of when we both get our series one in, and we do a Zombie Sailor series one review. I agree. I'm down for that for sure. Perfect. All right. Well, Travis, let's uh, let's get ready to dive into our main event because I got a special guest waiting for you. 
I don't know how I feel about this. I think you'll like it. So, but anyway, let's take a break and we'll be right back with our main event. Sets and figures and talking sets. You love them. Mm, donuts. No, the figures. Don't. You're the man, Homer. Finally, Simpson figures and talking sets sold separately. I All right, Travis. So I told you, you know, in the beginning part of the show here, um, when we dove into our main event, I had a surprise for you. And do I ever, because joining us to talk about the Simpsons world of Springfield figures from Playmates, it's the one and only Jeff with one F from the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Jeff, thanks for joining us, man. No problem. Uh, actually... Travis, were you surprised or disappointed because it wasn't Scott? Uh, I mean, I haven't talked to you in a year, so I'm ecstatic, man. I think the last <laughs> time you and I actually talked, I mean, other than, like, messaging was, gosh, was it right after Mania last year when you were doing the, the spinoff? So I'm, I, I'm excited. I love it. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I, I know you're, you're a busy, busy man, so our group text is really just Scott and I most of the time. <laughs> but, you know what? When, when your brother uh, basically has you do all social media between IG, tr- uh, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, after a few years you kind of get worn down and you, you try to keep up with everything, but if you miss one little thread, you have to go back and reread everything. It, it's just... It catches up to you after a while, but it, don't think it's anything against you. It's just, it's a lot, man. <laughs> I, really I get it. I get it. No, I'm, I'm super stoked. I know you have a, a love for, for the Simpsons and this line. And I'm, I'm stoked to have you on. You're like, you're the main event, man. We, you know, we joke about international three-way dances in ECW, but this is like, <laughs> You know, we, this is a real deal Holyfield right now. Yeah, I'm actually glad you guys are doing this. Uh, this is a line that is near and dear to my heart. Um, I, I Hearing it, when I remember going back and thinking about it and just thinking about all the times that I was getting all geeked up for it because you, I heard about it at Toy Fair, and I know I'm kind of delving in right now, but I remember the excitement and waiting for it to hit the shelves, and I'm sure we'll get into that, but... You're right, man. This line is so near and dear to my heart. Well, and what's funny about it is it came, I believe this line debuted, and you might have a better idea, around 99, 2000, somewhere in there. And yeah, it was It was January of two. Well, it was supposed to hit the shelves in January 2000. Some people found them, some people didn't. Right. It, it was around that time. You're right. Yeah, and, and but what's weird is at that time, the, when these hit, um, they weren't really – action figures because they really did not have a lot of points of articulation was that something Correct. that was different for you jeff because i know for me seeing them i mean they look like they came right off the screen absolutely and that was inc- the they looked incredible that was the appeal yeah that was the appeal of them is that they the deco on them was just so beautiful the colors popped whether it was just a simple homer shirt or the homer's moo moo from the play set or mm. whatever <laughs> you, That's you know awesome. what I mean. <laughs> but it was the deco, the colors, the brightness, and like you said, Breaker, it was like literally you just reached into your TV and took out a Simpsons character and put it on a playset. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were absolutely incredible. I remember not knowing that these were coming. Because you know, at this time, 2000, I mean, I was all in on wrestling figures, right? I mean, that's all I really had collected for, for that point of my life. 
But it was one of those things, and we and we have this every now and then where we're in Walmart or wherever we're at Toys R Us at the time, and you're walking down that aisle and you stop, and and like something yep. grabs your attention, you're like ooh, and it was the Simpsons figures, and um, and, and what's weird, and I don't know why I thought this, but I just assumed this would be kind of like a one and done line, mm-hmm. and as you know, like this line, they I don't know if there's any characters they did not actually make, they made. They had so many waves and play sets of this, plus exclusives and box sets. They did just mm-hmm. about everybody. It's almost like it's got to be nearly a complete Simpsons line. It absolutely is. I think they had, oh, man, was it 150 or 60 figures? It's something like that. It's over 10 waves. Yeah, it was insane. And then they were also doing repaints. And, you know, after a while, even though at the time the price point was $6 or five ninety nine, if I'm not mistaken, um, even though they were five ninety nine, after a while you're kind of like, okay, do I really need a Homer in a different suit or Homer at work? Did I really need that? And that actually goes back to wrestling figures. You know, you start collecting all these figures and you love Bret Hart, but – you know, I think there are some Bret Hart's you can pass on, and that's what ended up happening with the Simpsons figures. Oh, no doubt. I know for me, um, the the I had three from the initial run. I had uh, Ho- Sunday Best Homer, which he, he's I, th- I believe in like Wave Two or Three, which he was Wave Two, yeah, yes, his church um, suit. Then I had mm-hmm. Nelson Muntz, and I had <laughs> Hans Molman. So I had a pretty unique set of figures, and and again, you know, I was also kind of. In that mindset of where I wasn't really a collector more as like I wanted to do, you know, I still wanted to do fig pay-per-views and things like that. So the Simpsons figures, there really wasn't any playability to them. Um, the only thing they really had was the uh, the module in the foot where you could put them into a play set and the character would talk. Right. And, I mean, they weren't articulated. They basically moved at the arms and the waist. Yeah, the waist. Yeah, and, and, yeah uh, but that, that was, was it. Basically- it was very, very limited. Yeah, but again, it was the appeal, especially if you were a Simpsons fan at that time. And I think a lot of us were at that time. I don't, Travis, were you? Uh, yeah, I uh, I had just graduated high school, and you know, I I kind of talked about it last week. I never saw these in stores, so I had a hard time finding them. I only found them in electronics boutique, which I don't know if you guys remember that, but that was like the GameStop. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, but they they had action figures. GameStop didn't. So like I only saw them at Electronic Boutique and I and um, some KBs. And mm-hmm. I, I was going to ask. I know that they didn't have a lot of articulation. But did you actually open these and display them? And because they, you know, they didn't have the articulation and they had the different playsets. Did you find that they didn't have the articulation because you they just kind of stood there and you got the feel of the episode or of the Simpsons by, by the play sets or just by having them stand there. So to answer your first question, yeah, I did open these and Ooh. I opened the, pl- I know, I know this was younger, Jeff. I didn't know oh. any better. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I didn't know my, I didn't know any better, but I opened these up and at the time I was living at mom and dad's house and uh, I had a huge desk in my room. And the desk took up a good portion. It had the computer on it, but there was a lot of empty space. So what I started doing is I started putting the display pieces or the play sets, I should say, on the desk. And it was perfect. It fit perfect. 
Well, at the time, I was also moving out of mom and dad's house about a year later. And now I had to move in this house with uh, an ex-girlfriend. And I didn't have as much space. It's funny. You move into a bigger place and you don't have as much space. It's, it doesn't make sense. But, um, it's but, just California laws and California rules. You, you, you get a pass. You can only you can only have so many Simpsons playsets, right? <laughs> well, and I've said before, I think a big thing with collecting that we all deal with is uh, real estate and and how much we can have based on how much we can display it. Because I think we've all been guilty of buying a figure and putting it in our closet. But it's like, you know, what's the good in that? You want to have somewhere to display it or put it up. Otherwise, like, why why even own it? And um, and I, I think some and I was going to get your take on this, Jeff, because like I said, I didn't really dive into this line too terribly much. But with as many dioramas as they made, did that make it a challenge for you? Because to try to complete this line would be a lot of play sets. Oh, it was, man. It really, really was. Uh, as I said, at first, it wasn't uh, that big of a challenge because I think in the year 2000, they only released four play sets, I think it was. Right. I think I because I I think they had the house, and I know I'm missing a few others. But anyways, so I had wasn't it like Moe's? Wasn't it Moe's and the Quickie Mart? Like wasn't it the big ones they released right off the bat? If if I I recall, if I recall correctly, uh, don't quote me on this. I'm trying to remember how they went. I remember the house. Well, and essentially here, what I'm looking up is about each wave has about six individual figures. And then two play sets, but each play set, and we yep. should mention this, includes a figure. So Correct. if you want to complete it, and like in Wave 1, we'll dive into this here in just a second, but Wave 1 includes the Simpsons living room, and that comes with Marge and Maggie, yep. which is the only way yep. to get them. So mm-hmm. later on, I mean, like some of the, you know, we'll kind of jump around here, but like, uh, let's say Wave 6, one of the uh, one of the play sets is the Noiseland Arcade, and it comes with Jimbo Jones. Yep. You need Jimbo, not necessarily, but that's also the only way to get him is with the arcade. So it became, if you really wanted to complete this, you were going to get a lot of dioramas. And up, up until wave 10, it looks like there was like two dioramas per wave. And then after wave 10, it was one. So quite a few. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, Breaker, would you be able to, Who? what was it, the living room? And then what was the other one in wave one? So let me... Um, We'll dive into that here in just a second here. But wave one, um, the two play sets are you got the Simpsons living room, and it comes with Marge and, and Maggie Simpson. It also includes a TV, tray of cookies, and a bag of groceries. That's another thing we should point out. Lots of accessories with these. Lots of accessories. And it, the great thing was is they gave you the accessories that you desired. Right. Like a lot of, you know, there were so many accessories with these things. And whether it was just a mug of beer or you know, a foam finger that had number one that Homer would wear. Like yes, that. And that, that one I had, cause that was his church attire. He had a foam finger, which I was like, yep. that's interesting. Yep. Um, the second thing was, was it like Jack's with a, like a CD tray or a laptop or, or how insulting it was to a typhoon that they would give him a, a cookie tray or something like that. Well, it's just, it just every random stuff with the giant barbell that he, you know, just cause he's the world's strongest man. He has to have the biggest barbell in the world. Right. <laughs> the second play set in Wave 1 is the nuclear power plant and includes radioactive Homer with a removable hood. So I assume he's in, like, his radioactive uh, gear. Yep. Mm-hmm. He also includes a plate of donuts with tongs 
and a radioactive rod, which I imagine is like the big, uh, you know, green rod that we see him messing with in the beginning of the intro. Yep, and exactly. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but Toy Fair, excuse me, Toy Fair magazine also had a was it a glow in the dark or a green Homer that it gave out to its readers if you. I don't know if you clipped off a coupon or something like that, but yeah, I think you sent in the the mailer in like five bucks or something. Yeah, exactly. Toy Fair exclusives. Yeah, yeah I, that I was. Uh, it's called the radioactive glow in the dark Homer with a removable hood, yep. glow in the dark plate of donuts and tongs. So probably a, a repaint of this. I would I would imagine. Basically, but yeah, lots of exclusives, and that's another thing too, which I think kind of uh, could p- potentially hurt the line. A lot of exclusives, box sets. Things like that. Not, not, I don't want to say hurt the line, but make it harder to complete it because there was a lot of figures. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, is when Wave One came out, you got, you know, you got the the usuals: Homer, Bart, Lisa, uh, Grandpa Simpson, Mister Burns, Krusty. But then you're starting to think ahead to Wave Two, mm-hmm. and you're thinking about Wave Two, and you're like, man, I really want. Uh, Ralph Wiggum. I really want Hans Bowman, you know. <laughs> right. The, the kind of the less than uh, popular characters, you know. Exactly. And you're thinking ahead, and then you, in the second wave, you got home, Sunday Best Homer. You got another repaint of Homer, and you're just kind of like, but I really wanted Hans, you know. Right. Well, and, <laughs> and, that was, and that was the thing they did is with getting, <laughs> you know, different versions of Homer, different versions of Bart, because they knew that those were those were the two driving forces of the line. So you're going to get Sunday Best Bart or Daredevil Bart or Bartman or, you know, whatever it might yep. be. Yep, exactly. And then when Wave 2 hits, you got Sunday Best Bart or, yeah, Sunday Best Bart and, uh, hold on, let me go back to that. Uh, oh, Pin Pal Homer. So then you're starting to think, okay, well, they're going to come out with the other Pin Pals of Apu. Was Ned? It was Finn? Apu, it was Mo, and it was Otto. Oh, that's right, Otto. So now you're like, oh, great. I, I have Pin Pal Homer because I was all in on these. And right. I was going to collect every series. These were only 6 bucks. These were $4 cheaper or $3 cheaper than a R3 Tech Triple H, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and neither of them had knee pads. Exactly. <laughs> so I was just thinking, I was like, okay, now I'm all in, but now I have to get Pin Pal Homer, which means now I'm going to have to get Apu whenever they come out with Apu. And then I'm gonna have to get Otto, and then I'm gonna have to get um, who's the last one? Breaker. Mo. Uh, Mo. Mo Mo Sizzlack. Mo. So now I was thinking, oh man, now I got to get all the pen pals because I can't just have Homer as <laughs> a standalone pen pal guys. So they really got me on these first two waves. So that, to kind of dive back into that, we'll we'll do a deep dive here on wave one in just a second, but. Um... Did you collect this till the end, or, or what was the stopping point for you to be like to, to bow out, or and do you still have the figures? Yeah, are they so in the I mythical? Did... Are they in the mythical grandparents' garage? Are they they are. Yes. So a big portion of them are the others that I ended up collecting afterwards. So as I had mentioned, I had moved out and I was kind of freaking over finances. You know, when you first move out, it's kind of like scary. You know, you I got a cable bill now. I have oh, food yeah. to buy. You know. Yeah, it, it, everybody knows that. That's life. And so I didn't know how it was going to go. And so I had to kind of stop collecting these. I had to put the brakes on on these. And luckily, Jax was putting out R3 Tech at the time, so I didn't have to worry about those. <laughs> <laughs> what a line but, that um, was. 
that's why I keep trashing it. But anyways, right. uh, what I had to do is I had to go in. I was like, okay, I love the Simpsons figures, but I only need the ones that of the characters that I absolutely love. Sure. For example, Hans Mullman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm noticing so, a pattern here. Oh yeah, and then football you know, in the groin, like, football in the groin. <laughs> 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 but it's it's one of those okay I don't need I, I need Bartman because Bartman was one of those 1990 characters you know that captures your childhood um, I needed Martin Prince but you know did I did I need Bumblebee Man you know it's one of those you start kind of gauging how attached you were to those certain characters at those at that time because we all love the Simpsons but you know when you start moving out and you start taking on those bills, which characters do you want and don't you want? I was at a vintage toy store the other day and they had a carded Uter, the uh, German exchange kid. German, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, and I remember thinking, like, I, I was like, they made freaking Uter. You know what I mean? Like, holy <laughs> crap. Like that, it just blew my mind because, you know, and, I, and, I've, and we've, this is another thing we touch on on the show here is uh, some of these older toy lines, when you look at the back of the package, you see all the characters they made. It's like, oh my god, that's a lot, and it's almost mm-hmm. daunting. Like I'm not mm-hmm. gonna be able to collect all those. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it kind of gives you. I mean, it does for me anyway. It can kind of give me anxiety of trying to complete this line. But um, you know, if anyone Jeff, is you, wondering though, I've got a. Go ahead, Travis. Sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I've got a couple questions about the line because I, I don't remember and as as big of it as you were into. Did the lines ever uh, – did you ever see multiple series on the pegs at one time because they released so many and, say, four to six at a time? Did you ever see, like, series one and series two, maybe series three, or it wasn't like wrestling figures and Marvel Legends is like once series one was gone, you only saw series two? Um, or do you remember how that was? Like, did you have a decent chance to – to get everybody or was it like, you know, hit, gone, hit, gone, hit, gone? No, these were very, uh, they flooded our KB toys, uh, shells. So basically wave one would be out and then wave two would hit a few months later or whatever it was. And you would see multiple on the pegs at our KB toys. Um, and then eventually as time went on, wave one would get red pen down to three ninety nine a figure or whatever it is because they were like five ninety nine so they knock it down to like three ninety nine and it would be in the bargain bin and then eventually you would see some play sets hit the bargain bin as well. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the play sets, I I don't know if this is me just misremembering history, but did mm-hmm. they have like a, a click or like a connector piece to where they could all like connect together, or am I just like imagining that for or thinking of a different toy line. So do you mean like you could put Marge on one peg and Homer on another? No, like uh like the say like the outside of the Simpson of the living room had like a little clip that would clip to the next playset together cuz weren't they all really like square modules for the most you, part? And- yeah, pretty much. See, when you say that, I feel like I remember that being a thing where you could put them all together. But I, 
that's but I don't that's, remember. That's a that's a great question. I haven't looked at these in a long time. Um, a great question. Now I've now I need to go find mine. <laughs> you know, that's a great question. I can't remember if they clip together or not. That's a great question, Travis. You know what? And I got to be honest. I I don't remember. I, like I said, it's, I I think I seem to remember that. That was like one of the things. Like, hey, you know, the living room because uh, like soon they I think they released the kitchen and then you could clip the kitchen next to the living room and they kind of I feel like they did do room. that and then like you could do like most tavern almost like you were setting up a like a soundstage to a degree. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. I feel like I feel like you were you're correct on that. Um, Jeff, Mr. one thing I want to ask know. before we before we finish up wave one here, um, uh-huh. have I, I assume you probably did not complete this collection? I'm sure there's some holes in there, and if that's the case, are there some kind of wants that you have looked back on and tried to thought, oh, I really need to get that, or oh, I need to get that one, or anything like that? No, actually, I went through. It was funny because when you had texted me, I started going through these. Um, I got mostly everyone that I really, really wanted. There were some. There were some that I, I wish I would have picked up. Um, there was a Stonecutter Homer. Sure. I never got that one, and that's one I wish I would have gotten because I love that episode of The Simpsons. And but it's not one of those pressing needs. And also, if you look back, these are fairly cheap. Right. I was going to go mention back that earlier. Collect. If you, yeah. if you if there's some that you're like, ooh, I really would like to get that. Like they're not that expensive and. And, you know, you talk a lot about, like, desk displays. These are kind of perfect for that. So if you're wanting to set up a detolf, these would be ideal because that's what they're for. They're for display. Like, they're not really a, a figure. So um, yeah. I, I dig them. I think they're really fun. I think it's an underrated line. And um, to kind of do a full breakdown you, of the of the, of the the series. Go ahead, Travis. One last question before we do the breakdown. Do you have a Party Boys two-pack squeal moment with the Simpsons? Like where you were looking and looking and looking, and then you finally like, oh my gosh, it's. Uh, so it'd be it, honestly, it'd be series one. I didn't have the Hardy Boy moment uh, or the fangirl scream where I walk into KB <laughs> Toys and do that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do that, but um, it was one of those. Yes, they're here. You know, you're just like, yeah, cool, and then you grab all of them. I remember walking into KB Toys, and they—I don't know if they had just put them out, but they were sit, all sitting right there, and I grabbed all of them, all series one right there and just went right up to the counter, you know, like head, head held high. I was so excited because I was such a huge Simpsons fan at that time. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, the cartoon just resonated me with me in, you know, my late teens, early twenties. And then eventually I fell off around 2008, 2009, but it was still one of those things that was like, Oh yeah. You know, you find those toys and like breaker and I'll go right back to what breaker said. These were so well done by Playmates that it was like taking the toy, or excuse me, the character right out of the TV. And the breaker hit it right on the head is because the colors on the on the figures were just perfect. The suits were perfect. It, it was like Matt Groening had painted each figure with those exact colors that he had drawn on the TV or something. Yeah, and they, and they were incredible. And I know there's been like a, like a random Simpsons toy here or there up to this point, but nothing complete like this was. And that's why I still mm-hmm. think it's the, the ultimate Simpsons line. But as we, as we dive into wave one here, so these were released in January of 2000 
First up, of course, we've got Homer Simpson. He includes a donut, a Duff beer can, the remote control, and a packet of salty snacks. Um, mm-hmm. We have Bart Simpson. He comes with Santa's little helper, which is a really fun accessory, his dog. Uh, yep. A skateboard, a slingshot, and a spray paint can. Pretty uh, typical of Bart <laughs> there. Third in the line, we have Lisa Simpson, and she includes a saxophone, a stack of school books, and the cat's snowball. <laughs> we have Grandpa Simpson with uh, man. I feel like I had him too. Maybe maybe not, but I, that one sounds familiar. Um, he comes with removable glasses, a newspaper, and a magnifying glass. Um, this is great, Mister Burns, who includes stacks of money and Blinky the fish. Blinky, <laughs> which is amazing. And, and then finally, the the sixth figure in Wave One, which is the one that I wanted the most, uh, Krusty the Clown. He includes a video camera. Krusty O's, a Krusty Burger, Krusty Fries, and a Krusty Shake. Um, that that rounds out Wave One, which also include two play sets and uh, the or dioramas, as I think that they called them. Which we have the Simpsons living room with Marge and Maggie, and which includes a TV, tray of cookies, and a bag of groceries, and the nuclear power plant with radioactive Homer, with removable hood, a plate of donuts and tongs, and a radioactive rod. You know what? I got to point out one thing, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but when Grandpa Simpson was made, I don't know if you guys ever saw Grandpa Simpson's or even remember Grandpa Simpson's legs were kind of feet, or I should say his feet were kind of bowed in a little bit. And that's what I remember. That's why as soon as I read that, I remember his legs being almost like he was shaky. Exactly, exactly. And I thought that was such a great touch that they had his feet turned in because, you know, that's the way Grandpa Simpson walked. And right. I thought that was... And it captured these figures perfectly. And what I love is that Santa's Little Helper, that could have been a standalone figure, but they packaged him in and we would go back to the accessories. Santa's Little Helper could have been a standalone figure. You know, like if you really want to... Well, yeah, they could have done both the pets together, you know. Uh-huh, exactly. Or Blinky could have had his own. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, like I said, they they really for the six dollar price point. I mean, obviously this was twenty one years ago, but you got an interactive figure and a multitude of accessories. I feel like it was a it was a great deal, especially at that time. Mm-hmm. Very good price. Yeah, for sure. Well, Jeff, we don't want to keep you here all night. You know, we got some other stuff to do. But man, thanks for joining us here on the main event to talk about the Simpsons. It was a lot of fun. Oh man, I could talk about the Simpsons. All night, man. Like, it, do you want to talk about the video games and how terrible they were for the NES? <laughs> oh, they were the worst, were they not? Spart versus the oh, Space Mutants. <laughs> it, that was horrible, but I played it for hours. <laughs> right. Uh, Bart Man those... meets Radioactive Man. I had that on Game Gear. Oh, man. Now you're bringing up Game Gear. <laughs> Did you ever play the arcade, the Simpsons arcade? That one was fun. Actually, I've heard Arcade 1-Up might be releasing that. Oh, really? Yes, I have heard that. I don't know that for sure. Um, I've never dove into those arcade machines like for your house. My nephew has one, and it's amazing. But that would be like a really fun one because that was such a really fun four-player game. It really, really was. Same with uh, NBA Jam. and I know they made NBA Jam for the one-up arcades, mm-hmm. but – I, I I want one, but at the same time, it's like, where am I going to put that? Like, we don't live in the Midwest where you you know basements and all that stuff. We don't have basements over here. California doesn't believe in basements either, Travis. <laughs> it, it's it's all good. <laughs> Every show you watch has a basement. I've never lived in a house or been around a house that had a basement ever. So, <laughs> go ahead, Travis. I have like a, like a three quarter basement right now. Like, it's not. 
it's three quarters underground. So, so I have like a buy level. So instead of like a ground level and an upper level, it's like my lower level is like three quarters underground. So it's kind of a basement, kind of not. Whereas in like, uh-huh. I know if it was out, out West, it would just be like ground level and then, and then the upper level. So basically Steve from PPW has this really nice basement. I'm like, man, I'm so jealous of you. <laughs> Yeah, I've always, I've actually, I did know one kid that had a basement, and they had like a TV and an old couch down there and a bunch of toys, and I'm just like, uh-huh. this is awesome, like this is so cool, because <laughs> um, I feel like that's where all that fun stuff would go, like that's like the man cave, and so I think when we think of a basement, we think of a man cave, and we're like, man, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> no breaker, I've got to ask, how many of these figures oh. did you get? Not many. I, 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 like I said before, I had, I had Hans Molman, I had Nelson Muntz, and then I had. Sunday best Homer. Now, the weird thing is when these were hitting, this was kind of the infancy of eBay. And so I missed all of wave one. And so I was going to try to recollect them. But at the time, wave one was going for quite a bit on eBay, actually. And I was just like, "Ah, nope, I'm not doing it. So I bought occasional ones, but kind of like you were saying, once I missed a lot of the core characters, it felt hard to try to recollect them. And then they were a lot of the less than, you know, famous characters were coming out. And then with the dioramas, it just, it didn't seem like something I could display. Like, like, where am I going to put all of these type of thing? And so, so I kind of bowed out really relatively early, but it's a fun line. Um, Today, I would actually be all about collecting these if I could just get the individual figures because, Again, I look at real estate and think, man, there's just no way I could put all those dioramas up. But the individual yep. figures would be fun to own still. Yeah. And I, Mattel had the Simpsons line back in 1990, and those figures did horrible. I don't know if you guys remember those. I I, I had all of those. I found those at Hills. I don't, uh, Hills Department Store for like $2 a piece. And yep. they were almost like they weren't squishy. But mm-hmm. it was like a hollow plastic where, like, you could squeeze them, but it was just – they weren't solid. And, like, I remember Bart had an orange shirt instead of a blue shirt or something. But I yep. I did have – I had those, and, and that's what I – I had confused the two lines because those, those did come out, and they were not popular. They were horrible, but, you know, it, it, they were the Simpsons, so I had to have well, them. And the Simpsons were huge at that time. I'm not sure why people don't remember the Mattel but love the Playmates. or Because the Simpsons back in the late 80s, early 90s was just on a different level. And it was because – one of the reasons was because it was a, a – I don't want to say shock cartoon, not like what we have nowadays, but it was edgy. It was edgier. It, it was say. edgy for the time for sure. Yep. Yeah, exactly. What, what's funny is if you think about it, you know, because I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons in 1989 and 88 when this came out um, because we were a Cosby family and we love the Cosbys. Now, 30 years later, where were we <laughs> wrong because The Simpsons were wholesome fun and Bill Cosby, on the other hand, uh, 
<laughs> he, he may have had a little bit too many pudding pops. <laughs> one more quick thing, and I'll, I'll let you go with this one, Jeff, but we didn't touch on this because it's obviously a different line, but NECA made some Simpsons figures. In fact, they actually made Brett the Hitman Heart. Do you own that one? I do. Not, I yeah, sure that do. Was, uh, I don't know if they are in scale with the world of, of Springfield figures or not, but they look similar. They're pretty close. Um, I, again, I don't have any of my loose ones because, as Travis mentioned, it's in the uh, mythical uh, grandparents' garage. But the loose ones are there. But I haven't been able to pick those up and bring them over, bring them over here to compare the NECA ones because uh, NECA made basically superstars that were on or celebrities that were on the show. So it right. was like Weird Al Yankovic, Britney Spears, um, Bret Hart, as you had mentioned. And that was awesome. And I'll tell you what, the two hardest for me to find, because I was collecting random ones here and there, the two hardest was Weird Al and Bret Hart. Yeah, and and that was just such an interesting thing, because when those came out, it was like, oh, they're making Simpsons again. But it was, like you said like random celebrities that had appeared on the show. I think Hugh Hefner had one too, maybe. You did. Yes. And so it, or kid rock had one. I do have yep. a kid rock figure. Yeah. Uh, I know they did Aerosmith. I don't know if they did like the red hot chili peppers, but you know, you start thinking there's a lot of celebrities on the Simpsons. Did they, oh, yeah. they could take them from the, the all-star game or am I just a, another, just imagining or like, did they do Wade Boggs or like any of the baseball characters from that? I, I don't game. I don't remember any of the baseball stars, but that again, that's still one of my favorite episodes. Um, the, the, the where uh, Mr. Burns purchased all the MLB All Stars. Automatically, yeah, get rid of them sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, to my knowledge, I don't think they made any of the baseball stars because I think I would have picked those guys up. Yeah, I just looked through it real quick. I didn't see any of them, but that would have been a great box set, you know, and I'm sure a lot of that was just trying to get the rights because you have to get the rights maybe to the player, maybe to the team. You know, it's a lot of a lot of legal jargon. And that was a great call by NECA to make celebrities, even though they were sitting on the pegs. That was a great call because you, you had Britney Spears. So if you're a Simpsons fan and a Britney Spears fan, boom, right there, you know. Exactly. Um, I mean, that Bret Hart figure, like, that's such a, an interesting piece because it's a wrestling figure, but it's also a Simpsons yep. figure. It's amazing. And and the colors on it are just awesome. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's it's an amazing piece. It's really cool. I it, think that NECA Bret Hart head scans better than anything that Mattel's put out. Oh, yeah. rough. What? <laughs> too, too soon, Travis? Too soon? My bad, my bad. Yeah, he needs a <laughs> random glob of hair in front of his face. all right well jeff of course we uh we always give you guys a plug but make sure everybody go check out the fully posable wrestling figure podcast every sunday it's one of my go-to listens with uh, you and your brother scott and uh, once again man thank you for being on this is a lot of fun this was a lot of fun um actually before i go i gotta ask one question to either of you since you guys have started doing this show sure have either of you gone back and picked up a piece from any of the lines that you've done, like the Street Fighter, the um, any of the rest or the wrestling, or even the Simpsons. Now, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Short answer, uh, yes. Uh, I had never ever heard of Battle Trolls. Yeah, and of course, Baker. Oh. We covered, and uh-huh. we you know we covered Battle Trolls, and yep. 
you know, Brake was like, hey, they've got the Troll Ultimate Warrior. I went, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's the Ultimate Warrior as a troll. And I went, kidding, right? <laughs> no, he sent me a picture. And for like three weeks, every night, I'm just scouring eBay, like laying in bed, trying to sleep. But, you know, you just got that eBay craze going on. And I yeah. found a lot of about a dozen battle trolls but it had the Tor ultimate warrior in it so <laughs> i i bought the old troll ultimate warrior lot and luckily i have two kids so i got to separate the other uh, amongst them so there's trolls that live with barbie and trolls that take over hot wheels and all that so uh, <laughs> that was my excuse for to buying them to myself like oh you're you're giving the other 11 to you know gavin and gracie so this is <laughs> Go ahead. You do a podcast about it, and it's for the kids. Like, yeah, who can say no to that? <laughs> it's there's something very nostalgic, and you know, I've even like a Mike the Cleaner, a good friend of the show. We did an episode yeah. on Primal Rage, which was you know a toy line based on a video game. And a couple mm-hmm. days later, I see he's posting pictures of a Primal Rage figure he bought mint in box on eBay, and it's just like holy crap, you know. So I think sometimes the nostalgia of these lines, you know, I don't think it's a a mystery that. You know, you and your brother really put over Hasbro and LJN and all those lines, which we all love. Like, it makes people want to go back and recollect them or get those missing pieces that they didn't have, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually did an episode. It hasn't aired yet, but we did an episode on the Viewmaster because we thought, oh, that oh, would be man. fun. You know, the Viewmaster. Like, everyone oh. remembers that. And we kind of talked about how it's like, eh, you know, it's kind of a dated thing and it's fun, but it's just – it's kind of – like you just click the picture and it's the next one. It's like okay, that's cool. It's three D, but it's just a picture. And I, right. I, I feel like every kid had it, but it, it was one of those toys yep. where even back then I was like, no, this is kind of lame. And and so we were discussing, okay, how could a Viewmaster come back and be popular? And I brought up, well, what if they did custom reels? What if you could make your own reel and put your own pictures in it? Like, would that be fun? And we're like, yeah, that it would be kind of cool. Lo and behold, there's an app that does that. And yes, I ordered a Viewmaster and a custom reel. <laughs> Has not come in yet, but it definitely happened. <laughs> you know, the Viewmaster was, I know this is a Simpson show, but the Viewmaster was so awesome. Uh, I used to have the Dukes of Hazard one. Uh, oh, and nice. the best thing about the Viewmaster was, is they had different properties. Yes. Uh, and that was the best part. It wasn't one property. It wasn't just like, here's Smurfs. And that's all you got was Smurfs. You got Smurfs. You got Dukes of Hazard. You got uh, what else was big there's at that a, time? Yeah, there's a WWE set like back movies. in the day. E- yep. The, I see. I love the Viewmaster. I thought the Viewmaster was great. And that's just because I would sit there, I don't know, for hours, but I would sit there and I would have those discs stacked yeah. up like a, like a CD disc uh, <laughs> holder type thing. And I would, ha- I would just peel them off one by one, pop them into the Viewmaster, click, 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 and I'd just go through each one, and I'd be happy as a clam, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, this was the episode where Bo Duke did this, or, yeah. you know. <laughs> and it's, and it's <laughs> such a random thing, but there's something about that. It does bring back memories. It's kind of like a Magnadoodle or an Etch-A-Sketch or, you know, even those Tiger Electronics games that are making a comeback. Like, yep. I you know I, I noticed the Tigers making three new ones and they're they're hitting shelves now and I'm just like I bought those ones last year and I'm like my God these are awful but then I see these new ones coming out I'm like I got to get them you know like, I know they're not going to be good but that's not the point it's like the nostalgia of what it was because that was such a fun yep. thing back in the day 
Yeah. Well, you guys are doing a good job bringing all this nostalgia back to us and keep it going. Well, we appreciate Thanks. it, man. Um, and like I said, we, hey, uh, we but, definitely look at your show as inspiration and, you know, I that's think- one thing I did want to say real quick. Sorry for interrupting. Uh, uh, just wanted to say thanks. And personally, you know, we talk all the time and, you know, text message. But, you know, if it wasn't for you and Scott doing fully posable, Breaker and I wouldn't be the friends we are today. We wouldn't have met each other. We wouldn't be podcasting here. So, you know, you hear it. I, I, I know you hear it a lot. and But I just wanted to personally say thank you because, you know, some brainchild that you had, you know, not only spun this podcast where we can talk about vintage toys, but legitimate friendships. You know, I talk to Breaker every day. I talk to you and your brother, Scott, you know, every day, every other day. Like, so thank you. So it's because of you and your brother that this exists today. No, and, well, and, and I, I, agree, I agree completely. I thank you both. Um, you know, it's. You, I know you said you hear this all the time, but you never get sick of hearing that because hearing that you and Breaker are friends and hearing people that have never met each other meet up to go to a toy show, uh, it, it, and it's all because they found each other through the community and through the show, that literally means the world to me that friendships have developed because Scott and I wanted to talk wrestling figures because that's the stuff we grew up on and that we love. And you know what? That I, you could say it, I could have a hundred people come to me at the door right now and each one would mean the world to me. And Travis, I, I don't get sick of hearing it. Not one bit, man. You know, it, it, I love hearing that people are developing these friendships and these, uh, relationships and people are texting, looking for figures for each other. Stuff like that means the world to me, man. It really does. And it's just because. Me and my brother just decided to sit in front of a Yeti mic and talk about wrestling figures. And it, it, honestly, man, it means the world to me. Well, and and I think it's it's become such a, a thing, you know, because I know uh, there's a lot of negativity online with Twitter and things of that nature. But what? Yeah, big shocker. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think at the end of the day, like we can also look at the positives and the fact that the three of us wouldn't be talking right now without something like Twitter. So. There's, yeah. there's some good there too, and I, I think it's important to to recognize that. And you know, I think it's it's cool to have. You know, I, I when I first got when I first listened to podcasts, I was listening to all the mainstream ones. If I go mm-hmm. through my library now, it's it, there's no mainstream ones. It's all people that I've met through podcasting for the most part, and I think that that's really cool. You and me both. You and me both. But we're not here about wrestling figures. We're here about Simpsons Playmates. And you know what? We want to inspire you guys to go check these figures out. Because if you were a Simpsons fan like we were, man, these figures really captured each individual character. You guys can go get Martin or you could go get Ralph Wiggum or you can go get Chief Wiggum. Even look at the play sets if you have the space Go look at these play sets. They're they're beautiful, you know. Yes, they are. <laughs> I, and I, spoiler, like I, I'm going to, you know, tonight. Got a little extra time. I'm I'm gonna hit up eBay and see if I can't find a lot. You know, I have a feeling I'm gonna be. This is gonna be a slippery slope because <laughs> I, I feel like once I get a couple of them and and knowing that they're out and it's been a while that this might it, this might be a a bad 
bad thing in a good way. <laughs> well, I also want everybody that's listening to go check their local toy shops too. Yes. Your vintage toy shops. My vintage toy shop over here, they are stacked with Simpsons figures. I mean, just loaded on the Simpsons Playmates figures. So check out your vintage toy shop. You might be able to score a deal of the, uh, excuse me, there. So check, check them out. Don't, uh, don't limit yourself to eBay and Mercari. Always look around because there's always deals on these going around. So definitely. And, and I think also too, just supporting the local business is a fun thing too, right? You know, obviously right. like Mercari, eBay is the easy thing to do, but I, you know, I mean, maybe this is just me, but I, I like going out to those type of places and just kind of seeing what they have. Because yep. every now and then you'll see something like, oh, holy crap, I forgot about that or never knew that existed. It's it's always fun. Yeah, my one of my best stories is going to our local toy shop here, our vintage toy shop, and I walk in and they had a B. Brian Blair and Jumping Jim Brunzel. I know I'm turning it back to wrestling, but um, they had them labeled for fourteen ninety nine each wow. and no paint. No paint scuffed off of them. And this was about four years ago. There was no no paint scuffed off. And I was getting the figures that Scott and I Scott and I never got those LJNs and I was able to score them for thirty bucks. That's insane. Now they're worth a little now they're worth a little bit more, but yeah, still it's one little. of those <laughs> Don't don't even look for the Heart Foundation. Just give up on that part. But <laughs> but just find- just finding the killer bees was just it, it was one of those oh my god i can't believe i'm finding these and i'm finding them for 15 bucks a piece that's yeah. awesome well then you also don't want to be too like over enthusiastic because then the guy realizes like <laughs> i'm selling these too cheap aren't i <laughs> you know you want to be kind of like take these i guess you know <laughs> try to be coy. <laughs> here's my yeah, card okay. let me get out of here right now please yeah <laughs> no, i don't need a bag keep hey celeste get, celeste get the getaway car <laughs> 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 All right, Jeff. Well, we know you got to go do some fully posable recording. So once again, man, we uh, we appreciate you being on, and we'd love to do it again down the road. Absolutely. Get me on for that Viewmaster 2 <laughs> episode. All right, thanks, man. Viewmaster <laughs> 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> you guys have a great night. I enjoy being on, and uh, always think of me for other ones, man, because you know I'll be right here for you guys. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, so once again, we got to give a big shout out to Jeff Toon for being on the show. Um, always great talking with him, and it was, I, I felt like he got kind of giddy talking about Simpsons. Did he not? He seemed to really enjoy that. Absolutely, you know he. Uh, you know, if we have surprises like that more often, I am all for it. So Absolutely, you. you I, I give you my blessing for more awesome surprises. The, trust me, there'll be more coming up. So. Um, in Great. fact, um, as we uh, as we are about to roll out of uh, episode 18 here, obviously we're at that point where you need to uh, pick our next toy line. And Travis, I'm going to do something totally different. I'm going to give you three lines that have never been up for for a choice before. So, you know, over the last several weeks, we've seen a lot of repeats and, and things of that nature. I'm pretty sure none of these have been chosen before. One of them may have, but I don't think so. So... Uh, are you ready for your three choices? I am, and here comes the uh, cerebral rock, scissors, paper we talked about earlier. What am I going to pick, or what does Breaker think I'm going to pick, or what should I pick and Breaker not think I pick? Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. I think I know what you're going to pick, but I, again, I've been wrong before. <laughs> so choice number one from Bandai, 
WMAC Masters Series 1. Uh, if anyone does not remember, this was a show that ran in syndication in the mid-90s. It was a martial arts-based show, very similar to wrestling. But um, Bruce Pritchard actually revealed on a podcast several years ago that there was talk of a WMAF, World Martial Arts Federation. And I'm like, that has got to be where that idea spawned from. And they morphed into WMAC Masters. First of all, did you ever watch this show, or do you remember this toy line? I did watch it because it was it was a Saturday morning cartoon, but it was always one of the later ones. It was one of those transition ones that came on in between like Wrestling Challenge or Superstars yeah. and American Gladiators, or uh, you know I always watch NBA Hang Time. Like it was one of those. You didn't have your bowl of cereal with it, but you were about to have lunch because it was right at that transition between like the 10.30 and 11.30 spot right before noon and the cartoons came off and something else came on. Did you have any of these line, any of these toys? I did not have any of these toys, but it wasn't because I didn't want them. It's just there were Ninja Turtles to be bought and wrestlers to be bought sure. and Spider-Man animated series and X-Men and X-Force and Pogs. And um, I even think maybe some Super Nintendo games at the time. So for sure, uh, it wasn't for a valiant effort, but there were just, you know, there, there were higher priorities at the time. I can understand that. Um, well, our second wave, I think uh, our good buddy Jason Wolf will enjoy Cops and Crooks, Series 1. Now, is this the, the 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 toy line he was talking about, like the 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 vintage one? Like, yes. Are, we, are you talking about cops, like the cartoon from the cartoon cops, or yes, vintage, um, vintage? okay, that's one that's like C O P S, you know? Yes, yes. Um, now I'm not. I was never, never bulletproof. Yes, I'm not super super familiar with this line, but I've seen he's got a pretty solid collection. I was like, ooh, that will be a fun one to dive into. Um, so I, I, I've been wanting to, I'm trying to find it here. There it is. Um, it looks like series one is just cops series. Then there's a series one of crooks series two of crops yes. of cops series two of crooks. So obviously we'll just be yeah. diving into the, just in the cops, but it looks like a super fun line to dive into. And I don't know much about it, but I think it would be a great one. So that is okay. choice number two. Choice number three is a very odd one because you may not remember this, but it was released in around 2000. Saturday Night Live Figures Series 1. But it was a one and done, even though on the box they announced a second wave that never happened. Well, there's that throwback to the beginning of the episode. There you go. This was a line that didn't have that second series. Exactly. And so anyway, to go back to what we were saying a line that I wish would have continued was WMAC masters. Cause I thought those were fantastic and they only made about 10 figures total and a couple of play sets and just could have been so much better, but the show didn't last. So kind of, that's why it didn't happen, but All right. that's your three choices. So I think I know what you're going to pick, but I could be totally off. All right. So, the first one to go, and it's only because it doesn't really have anything. I know it's a toy line, 
but it doesn't have anything to do with cartoons and is the Saturday night uh, live figures are are, are going to go. So that's it's an interesting the, choice for sure. But it is it's a good choice, but there's just so many. The other two are just so much better choices. Yes, at least in 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 my eyes. So uh, the next one that is going to go, man. Uh, world martial arts is gone. So we wow. are going to go. We are going to go. I loved this cartoon. Uh, I know, and I'm sorry you don't know a lot about it, but well, I'm going to do some research will, before next week. Watch a couple of the cartoons because, man, you've got Agent BP bulletproof vest, not vest, but vest. Uh, Big Boss. Hey, we're not talking Metal Gear Big Boss, but this just reeks of 90s fun. And Well, looking at it, these figures once I made this a choice really made me want to collect them. It, it, this was one of those toy lines that when you saw it, you're like, oh my gosh. But like, you know, this is the late 80s too, so it's like... You know, my parents were like, you've got Thundercats, you've got He-Man, you've got Ninja Turtles, you've got the, you don't need another, like, uh, you don't need another toy line. So, right. you know, I, I sound like, you know, Scott Toon and his benefactors where they said, sorry, you can't get wrestlers because you've got G.I. Joe, He-Man, every, like, yeah, you know, I just couldn't collect these. I had a couple that, you know, I picked up here and there through, you know, different ways that we've talked about. But uh, I want to encourage everybody, Google search it. You know, I don't know where these are at. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or Tubi or Pluto. Like, I'm sure there's they're out there. Uh, check it out, and uh, we will be covering cops next week. I'm looking forward to it. And actually that was the one I thought you would pick. So I was right for the first time ever. I think Dang it's, it. it's a nice feeling. It's a nice feeling. But um, again, it was really cool diving into all things Simpsons. Uh, we appreciate Jeff Toon stopping in to, to kind of discuss uh, Simpsons stuff with us. Um, of course, give his podcast a listen. If you are not already the fully posable wrestling figure podcast every Sunday, and his brother Scott also um, has his show, Drunk Wrestling History. And um, a couple other quick shout-outs. How about Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry, or Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric over there. I also got to throw it out to uh, Pulling Up a Chair with our buddy Tim over at A Chair Shot. And um, Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel is another great one. And um, My snack buddies, I feel like every time I listen to their uh podcast every thursday morning like oh yeah i just need to just either eating snacks or 
I, I need to go buy snacks immediately after listening because I'm, yes. they're, they're, they're foodies, they're snackies, and I love them for it. Definitely. And then also, too, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast. Check him out. And then, of course, our buddy Jason Wolf, Howlin' with the Wolf, plus his Chop Shop. If you're not a Chop Shop member, I really feel sorry for you. Um, I don't want to give away too much, but we know the figure that's in the mail. Uh, he's kind of dropped hints to it. He's gearing up for August now, and which that'll have already happened by the time you hear this. But man, I'm, I, but this like because he basically he's got a private Twitter account, right? And so we see yes his updates. I I I don't know about you. I get giddy when I see that he makes a tweet because it's like, oh man, what could this be? I I agree. I see the tweets, and it just popped in my head. Like, I know this is not it, and it will never be it. But because it's back to school, I hope we get a Dean Douglas for August, and it's not even going to be <laughs> back thinking, to school. Like, back to school, and we all need a Dean Douglas. Dean Douglas. No, really, we don't. What a weird, weird character. Poor Shane. Love yeah. Shane. Yeah, I do too. Big and, fan, but yeah, Dean Douglas. That was not it. Um, but anyway, and that's right during the Hasbro line. Perfect. It, yeah, it actually would have worked. It actually would have worked, definitely. Um, but thank you, everyone, for checking out the TV Toycast. We'll be next back next week with Cops and Crooks Series 1. And um, once again, we appreciate you taking this journey down the toy aisle. Take it easy.